everyone, welcome to Rare Maven, a series where we inspire and empower millennial black women by sharing the journey of those who are thriving in entrepreneurship while being transparent enough to acknowledge their own triumphs and tribulations. I'm your host, Karima Muhammad, and I created this series not only to chat about business and entrepreneurship, but also to share tips and talk about how we can have an impact on the communities around us. This is why I consider our guest today to be a Rare Maven. Brittany Porter is a brand and business consultant and founder of The Next Experiment. Brittany merges her knowledge in finance, business, tech, and legal to come up with creative strategies for businesses and brands. She is adamant about supporting businesses led by black women and has a firm belief in utilizing economic development for true upward mobility within our culture. Brittany understands the power of economics as our source of self-actualization and wants us to know that creativity is a key component to our success. Let's welcome Brittany Porter. Hello, Brittany. How are you? Hi, I'm doing well. How about yourself? Doing good. I can't wait for our listeners to hear all about how you can get them up to speed on branding, strategy, economics, building black wealth, like all that you know, because you have a wealth of knowledge. So I'm excited for everyone to hear about this. Um, and I just want you to get us started with letting us know like where you're from and the first entrepreneur that inspired you. I live in Los Angeles right now, but I'm originally from New Jersey. I was born in North Jersey and grew up in Central Jersey. Um, I love growing up in Central Jersey. It was such an amazing experience. And um, I would say the first entrepreneur that inspired me uh, would have to be my grandfather. Um, mm -hmm. So I would definitely say that, you know, just waking up every day at a young age and kind of seeing him go to work and um, how he maintained his family legacy, which was a family farm, mm -hmm. um, that was super inspiring. And I think that that's a big part of how I am today and, and how I think and and kind of um, what fuels me to kind of bring the community together. Nice, nice. Did he, like, get to teach you anything? Um. No, not, not, you know how, like, black movies are, you know, you just see, everyone's yeah. kind of humble, you just see them do what they do, and, like, yeah. you know, you just catch on visually, but, um, I don't think, like, he necessarily, like, didn't, like, teach me, but, like, I guess, like, he raised me in a way to be, like, self-sufficient. My grandfather taught me, like, if someone's not going to give you the opportunity, like, you need to create the opportunity yourself, and, like, mm. um, also, you know, like, don't let society validate you because um, also part of his story is that he came from a generation of farmers. We had mm -hmm. a family farm in the middle of nowhere in South Carolina, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, you know, uh, when it would be slow, um, when they couldn't necessarily, like, grow crops and make money off of, well, they made money off of sugarcane, and they used to make syrups. So when they weren't able to make money um, during off season, he used to drive trucks. But mm. um, he really he used that as a business strategy because um, the company that he drove for, he owned the truck. He had equi he had equity in the company, um, mm -hmm. and he just looked at those as like different income streams. And then he mm -hmm. used one of those 
income streams to um, reinvest in his farm, his family's farm, and also, like, the community that the farm was in. (laughs) Well, at least, like, he taught you those overarching themes of, like, just going out there, like, investing in yourself and how to actually, like, streamline it in your community and keep it in your community because that's, like, a big tool, you know? And that's, like, the biggest tool we need now as a community is how to keep those dollars in our community, so... Yes, 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 granddaddy, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I have, like, a trivia question for you. So would you rather um, work with, say, Sierra on building that strategy to create her own children's line? She has a new, like, Nike deal on um, a children's line. You know it's good that she works. She's working with Nike, but you know, how about her? She get her own outside of Nike as well. You know why not? Okay. Um, <laughs> or would you rather uh, create like a book that can be used in colleges throughout the U.S. on uh, economic development for say like an African American studies class throughout the country? Oh my gosh. So this, I, I love this question because <laughs> this is like everything I stand for. It would definitely be hands down um, developing a book um, mm-hmm. to be used in our education system. Um, mm-hmm. So um, even though like what CR is doing is amazing and she's a great role model for the community and she has great visibility Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that she's working for her generation and in the space that she's in. I think she's working really efficiently with the tools that she has, like, right okay. now in this moment. And that goes for, like, you know, the when I say tools, I mean, like, the education, the knowledge that her and the people who um, she's partnered with and her family and et cetera, et cetera, like, the, the wealth of knowledge that they have right now. Um, but I still believe, um, that there is so much alternative knowledge out there and, and so much more productive and efficient, um, techniques and and strategies to, um, you know, create new pipelines that will ultimately help us and and grow us. And I think that that Mm -hmm. starts in, um, curriculum reform, um, Mm -hmm. because, you know, you're she like with the first question she's only able to working with someone like her she's limited in who she can reach out to but education yeah. is expansive it's also a beautiful thing it's it's very creative in a sense as well because you know for example like if you're if everyone goes to an art show right everyone sees a, something different in the pictures that they look at and that's the beauty with um education when you start to expand on it mm-hmm. um especially in something like economics and mm-hmm. um and business strategy for african americans for the black community and get so much opportunity to expand and to grow so you know cr is just one she's just one woman one entrepreneur so mm-hmm. i feel like we can have thousands of entrepreneurs be inspired and and contribute to this this wealth so definitely i think like writing those books would have such an enormous impact 
on the community. Great, great, great breakdown. <laughs> I would, I Thank would, I would you. Because, like, you, you start one system, it just keeps going and going and going, you know? Yes, it's uh, good. Yeah. All right, that's a good one. Um, So tell us what is Hello, Brittany, and can you explain to us also the next experiment? Ooh, okay, so I like to joke and say, what is not HelloBrittany.info? <laughs> Um, but basically, <laughs> HelloBrittany.info is um, it's my website. I specialize in branding and business development. Um, but for those of you listening um, who really are averse in business strategy, you know that um, you can't have a successful business without <laughs> great branding and brand development because it's a whole entire ecosystem. So I work with lots of big companies and, and startups doing that. And then the last, I would say about four years or so, I have completely dedicated my time to working with um, black entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs of color, really helping us come together, get organized and scale. Um, mm. Through that <laughs> through that experience, um, I have noticed some issues um, as far as, like, discrimination and bias in investing in black entrepreneurs, especially black women entrepreneurs um, and professionals. So that also motivated me to um, use my network to launch Next Experiment. So um, Next Experiment um, is based out of Los Angeles. Um, I So far, I've been working with the California Economic Development Office, um, and I have meetups and um, kind of the purpose of the meetups are to kind of round black women professionals and entrepreneurs as well as women of color, um, get them together in these spaces and ha- let us have these candid conversations as far as like what we think is holding us back, what alternative steps can we take. I am an entrepreneur and I do, again, I do use my network and resources to travel around and meet with um, investors and I sit down and talk to them and I and I try to um, see if there's any opportunity for them to fairly, and I emphasize fairly, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. you know, hop on board with, you know, um, some of the projects I'm working on or some of the entrepreneurs or and see if there's, again, um, any type of opportunities where we can come together to increase funding for us yeah so that's what i do (laughs) in a nutshell in a nutshell nutshell. (laughs) to go on but that's that's the short version believe it or not (laughs) yes well all right so can you tell us um as far as like going on this entrepreneurial journey like what was your eureka moment like what when did you say i really i would say this when would you say you really wanted to like make sure you supported like black women like what happened Woo! okay you're trying to get deep deep um um, I think I was going through a phase where um as I mentioned before I was working for a lot of really great corporations um great companies and you know it, it came with really strong titles but then it's like the pay didn't make sense um the respect that I was getting in return didn't make sense. Also, in a weird way, I don't know, I felt like when I was in these spaces, I felt pressure to 
erase my identity and erase my culture. I was invited to by a friend because I was stressed out about like my career in corporate America. Mm -hmm. And a friend said, hey, why don't you come meditate um, at one of my healing circles? It's going to be me plus, like, 15, 20 other black women. And Mm. just come, you know, just relax. It inspired, like, a group of other women to be like, oh, my gosh, wait, this happened to me or this happened to my family member. And I realized in that moment um, that, wait, this isn't just happening to me. This is, like this is something bigger, like there's a bigger problem here. Mm-hmm. So why don't I find opportunity and power and strength in us organizing and coming together, similar to like my friend's healing group and her healing meditation circle. Um, why don't I bring us together in terms of business and, and um, you know, sustainability and kind of, you know, sit us down and like, let's talk, let's all work together because we all could bring something to the table. The strength was actually in community. The strength was actually in true inclusion. Mm-hmm. Um, any situation you're going through can always be transmuted into something amazing and positive. Definitely. Definitely agree. Awesome. It's a beautiful Eureka moment. <laughs> Yes, that was yes. <laughs> that was all my Eureka moment. Yes. <laughs> my black life. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I wanted to know, um, what are some of the challenges you face in being an entrepreneur? Whew. Okay, so I would definitely say, um being put in a box. Mm. Um for me what really, really well, I don't want to say really frustrates me because I've learned to kind of brush it off mm-hmm. um, is, yeah, people being like, well, choose, you know, choose what do you want to do? Do you want to have this community organization or do you want to help promote funding for black women? It's yeah. like, well, they kind of go hand in hand, right? Exactly. Like you, we're, we're touching upon different aspects of the culture and we're reaching as many black women as possible um at different levels and and that's what it's all about right when you want to make change it's about how many people you can reach so when you're very linear and closed-minded and thinking you're limiting your potential definitely agree um and that goes hand in hand with uh, my next question like what are your uh tips as far as life um business and i would say even for like some companies out there like branding like in um yeah branding or economic growth I would say because those are like the main I know areas you you really push. Okay, I would definitely say um for life um it is so I am a strong strong believer and advocate um about how your your success in in the material world definitely reflects um your personal success. Um, and and your success within the spiritual world, and and this is non, you know, this is non-religious or anything of that sort. And um, I guess what I'm trying to say is, it definitely starts within our daily habits, you know, um, and making really strong investment decisions um, that are non-monetary. So, mm-hmm. one of my ultimate tips, and it's also on my Instagram pages, say no to. Anything that makes you feel bad, anything that's bringing you 
the stress that you don't need and you don't deserve in your life, do not be scared to cut it out because I can guarantee you that you will be able to find something more positive and more uplifting to replace that space. And I think that um, once we begin to um, create a life that is very supportive of what we want to do and very loving of what we want to do, um, that that ultimately encourages us to stand in our ultimate power and, mm-hmm. and to contribute um, in society in ways that we have never been able to do before. But again, I think it starts in um, us kind of standing in our own power. But how you begin that journey is you start by exercising your power of saying no, being able to say no to certain deals because not all not all deals are good deals. And I think that um, that's also something else that I really would love to emphasize to um, entrepreneurs. Just because a, a, a venture capitalist may approach you and, and they want to offer you something, that doesn't mean that it's for you or it's beneficial for the community. I think yeah. that once you, know, once you make those strides in your personal um, life and you're able to develop your sense of discernment, I think that that will, you know, condition you to be an amazing leader. As far as uh, branding, the most simple advice I could say would be is really be serious about creating a business plan. Um, I've met mm-hmm. a lot of entrepreneurs who kind of treat a business plan like it's, you know, like it's a homework assignment that's due like in college. Like, let me just throw mm-hmm. this together <laughs> mm-hmm. and, you know, and then I'll just shop it around. But no, like your your business plan is literally like your your Bible. It, it's your, you, you should follow that. Like you should take your numbers very seriously in mm-hmm. your business plan, the research very seriously. And you follow that to a T because if you do your numbers right, if your projections are right, if you take the time to research and analyze your customers um, correctly, then it will work. But Mm -hmm. you have to take, entrepreneurs have to take their business plan very seriously. And um, also, again, on my IG page, I do have something called, I think, order of business operations. Um, Mm -hmm. And I always encourage entrepreneurs start with the business plan. Do not worry about social media. Do not worry about branding. Your business plan comes first because that's the core foundation of your business and of your concept. So making sure that, you know, um, that you're taking your business plan seriously, but also making sure, again, that your business plan actually reflects what you want to do. Being very realistic and practical as to the needs, as to your business needs, the needs of your community, the needs of your target demographic and building your plan accordingly. Awesome, yes. I love those. I love them all. I could talk about this for days. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm like, this is my favorite, clearly. I'm like, this is what I love. Like, yes, we can talk about this for hours, days, yeah. years. Yeah, and I hope everyone's writing all this stuff down. This is a lot of good information, and um, I feel like, it, as you said, again, it all, like, ties, like, hand in hand. And it's literally just researching and, first of all, knowing who you are in order to know what to research mm-hmm. to know what to put out there. So, um, yep. and just take it serious. Um, so, yeah, actually, I needed to hear some of that stuff for myself. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'll put some things into motion. But, yeah, <laughs> thank you for that. Um, and I want to go into, like, 
what forms of like um for you um funding do you receive like for a business? I know you're more of a service based business. Um so I know typically it's self funded. Um but if there is like any other things that you've done um to help fund your business or even things that you've helped brand. Yes, I actually love this topic. Um, mm-hmm. I'm all about, you know, again, it goes back to um, the intro, like my my grandfather, um, how mm-hmm. he self-funded, uh, like, well, he maintained the family farm and, um, like, self-funded it through working part-time um, six months out the year and kind of organizing his money accordingly. So yeah, I did self-invest using my tax returns, but I also look back and, and when I'm meeting with people, I'm, I'm saying like, for example, if I have people come to me and they've been like, oh, like, well, I want to start a food truck with my friends. I'm like, why don't all, like, why don't you and your two business partners next year put together your tax returns mm. and you guys probably would have enough. <laughs> you know, to start a business. And, like, people are, like, like some entrepreneurs I spoke with in the past have been, like, oh, my gosh, I never thought of that. Um, yeah. I've also had, you know, I have another friend who um, wanted to launch, like, a production company, and I recommended that they drive Uber um, two days out the week to raise about six, between six to $8,000 by the end of the year. So, um, you know, I'm all about, um, again, I see, I don't look at jobs as like jobs. Like I kind of like disconnect the emotional aspect of it, Mm -hmm. um, and kind of see it as like a pipeline. Right. Like, and I think that, um, again, that goes back to strengthening discernment. Like who cares, like who cares if you're working for, you know, a a ride share company for a year, but then you created $10,000. Yeah. Um, to launch the business of your dreams. Like, it doesn't matter. I think that, you know, um, I, I think that an alternative to shopping around all these investors um, and going to the bank for these small micro loans would just be like, get a part-time job or get a flexible, no-strings-attached type of job and be your own, be your own capital source. Mm-hmm. Um and and for those who have, you know, uh, family members who have um, some sort of, you know, stable income, you know, also go to crowd, crowdfund your family. You know, ask ask five of your family members for $1,000 if that's your type of background. Um, and then that would be enough, you know, to start your business. But I think... Um, you know, I don't, I don't see the, I don't see the value in, for example, going to the bank for ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollar loan with interest <laughs> on top of that, when that is something that could be made in a year. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, working part time. So you mm-hmm. know, even um, there's also books on this too, creating wealth. Basically, how you can like just use part time jobs or gigs or or odd projects. Um, situations as just an alternative income source um, to help really launch your business and um, to also cut out people who don't need to be involved like banks um, and sometimes investors who, again, we've all read the horror stories of like just basically owning most of your company and you don't own it at the end of the day or you don't have the flexibility to you know, um, hire who you want to hire or pay people the way you want to pay. So 
Um, yeah, I'm I'm all about alternative self capital. Um, well, alternative capital fundraising or self-capital fundraising, if that's a thing, but basically going out there and instead of looking at jobs like they own you, like you own those jobs, they're your investor. I was I was going around in circles trying to find other people to give me money mm. when I finally was just like, oh, I could just use, my, I could use some of my tax returns. <laughs> like, yep. so, you know, I think, again, it, it goes back to personal development. Um, and and really standing in your truth and your power. Yeah, that's a good one. Trust me, I have an aunt that told me to do that one time, and I'm just like, yeah, I don't want to do it. Like, I, <laughs> she was like, three, what, like, I think it was like, what, 23 or 24 at the time. Yeah, she was just like, just, just do two years, Prima, just two years. I think about that a lot. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's two years actually did go by pretty fast. Um, um, and it it definitely would have been like what you said would have paid off, you know, from from what um I had been doing at the time because I did get that raise you were talking about, um, and I was like, no, I'm leaving, I don't care. Um, but it definitely is important to like just have like that tunnel vision. Um, sometimes you just do want to take that big leap, and I mean that's what risk is, but you know. You could work smarter, not harder. So, yeah, I definitely, like, agree. And so all, like, you know, the entrepreneurs out there, that that's probably the best bet. And honestly, most of the women on this podcast have, have been self-funded. They have. And all they did was get that money, and they reinvested it into their business. And I'm, yep. I'm, I'm noticing within, like, the first, I would say, three to five years, they've been able to be self-sufficient, like, within their business and leave, like, those jobs. So that's not a lot of time. That's that's not even a long time. Thank you for that one. Um, and I have like a song, and it's called your Rise, Shine, and Grind song. And um, mine is Diva by Beyonce. Um, and it gets me like going in the morning, um, or any time I'm feeling like I don't want to do this or get things done. Um, I I can go to that song and get a push. So what would you say is your rise, shine, and grind song? Oh, my gosh. I am like, like, I don't know. I don't want your viewers to, like, X me out if I say. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, That's two rise and grind songs. But Mm -hmm. I know this sounds really, like, weird. The the title of the song (laughs) is kind of, like, evading me, but it's, um, it's by Phil Collins. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's like an old song from like oh, the 80s or 90s. Uh, uh, oh my gosh! It's oh gosh. Is it? Uh, but it's a uh, but it's like one of his favorite. It's one of his famous songs. Like they play it. They play it all the time on like those soft rock radios. <laughs> but so when I was growing up, my grandmother used to play that song all the time in the morning, and like mm-hmm. I just. Like, I don't know. It, was, it just used to make me happy. Um, what is it about? It's, it's, oh, my gosh. She's a something girl. Like, it's basically like he's talking about, like, some girl being, I want to say, like, she's independent. Like, it, it's definitely, oh, like, a lyric right. about. Right. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes. Yes, 
really Jane took and made it into something really, really yeah. funny. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. That is. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's the song. And then my other, my other song, which I am a little kind of. Again, I'm like, please, viewers, do not cancel me for this. <laughs> is um, but it's the old Kanye, so cut me some slack okay. for that. But it's flashing lights. Um, okay. I, yeah, flashing lights was I was going through. So I had came out here the cliche LA story, dollar in a dream, when I was like 19 or 18 years old, and um, I was in a really, really challenging crossroads at my life before I like mm-hmm. hopped on the plane and I never looked back mm-hmm. and that song like w- like just I used to just play that song I played that song for like months straight until like I was just like I made a decision with my life mm-hmm. so um yeah I just I love I just love the lyrics of that song I love like the instrumentals and it's just like the rise in the song mm-hmm. makes mm-hmm. me think about like rising you know rising to the occasion and like rising to those flashing lights and I identify flashing lights with like success not necessarily like fame or you know um stardom but just following your dreams yes all right great girl I'm about to go listen to that album because no I was I was definitely like team Kanye because I was actually graduating that year when that came out so yeah definitely a good one well, all right, Brittany, this has been, like, an amazing interview. So happy that you, like, had me on your podcast. I am so thankful. I just need to let um, everyone know how they can reach out to you because, like, this is just, like, scratching the surface with you. And I, I really hope um, all of you brands out there, businesses, get to reach out to Brittany because um, she has such a wealth of knowledge. And this is, like, you know, we could do a literally a whole. Brittany can have her own show, and I hope she does. <laughs> well, we're gonna claim it right now because she has so much information for you all out here. Um, so I just want you to go ahead and let the listeners know how they can stay in contact with you. Yes, you can um, follow me on IG. It's hello Brittany dot info, and my name's spelled with one T, so that should be H E L L O B R I T N E Y dot info yeah and then i also have next experiment on instagram too but next is spelled with the three i know i'm making everything so complicated one t <laughs> a three um but it's spelled in three x t and then the word experiment so please go check me out um i do answer dms so feel free to like dm me message me give me feedback ask me questions um i'm really communicative and i'm really down to earth and easy to reach um, so yeah, I, I love talking and chatting with everyone and anyone who shares similar views and who's basically just trying to, you know, do it for the culture and, and make mm-hmm. things happen. Awesome. Thank you, Brittany. Thank you. You're amazing. Thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. We hope you took notes and learned a great deal from Brittany. To keep up with the podcast, Follow us at Rare Maven Media on IG and let us know what you think. Subscribe, share, and comment about the podcast. For now, I want you to ask yourself, how will you leave a legacy for the culture?